we started to engage and, and test our value proposition. And certain folks leaned in right away and it was just obvious. And certain folks said, I love it, but I'm not ready yet. And we started to then peel back the layers of the onion and realize what made people hesitant versus what made people lean in. And all right, now let's profile that. Let's create that persona. Let's identify if there's enough of them in the market. And then let's focus on that and scale. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. And I'm so excited to have one of our great vendor partners on the call today, uh, Recessitech. And, you know, I have Abby and Brian both from Recessitech on the call today. So welcome, guys. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for having absolutely. us. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I know what you do, but for the sake of our listeners, many of which are in the fitness space and they're either, you know, potential alloy franchisees, already alloy franchisees. We have a big presence with licensing and everything else. I think that your business is uber valuable to those individuals. So Brian or Abby, whoever wants to field the question, what is Recessitech? What is it that you guys do? So we're a medical software and e-learning company, and we allow anybody to get CPR certified anytime, anywhere, all from your smartphone in 90 minutes or less. And then we have really cool business tools that allow businesses to track compliance and make sure that they're personal trainers or whoever they employ are getting certified. I love it. And so it's all done mobily, right? So there's no yeah. like, yeah, that's a, that's amazing. And of course, anybody that's listening, and I can speak to this as 30 years in the industry, it's like everyone needs this, but it's one of those like afterthoughts where all of a sudden, you know, you're getting all your ducks in a row and I'll, I'll speak to it like through the lens of franchising and you get your franchise, you get this, you hire your coaches, you get everyone trained, you come to training. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, we have this <laughs> this machine in our gym now that we're going to need to learn how to use. And, and it's a really good idea that all my coaches, trainers, everyone that's going to be in this facility working with clients have CPR certification. Where do I go? How do I do it? And there's some resources, but not many. But I can tell you that um, when someone our team found you guys for us and said, hey, there's this amazing company and they do this all mobily, I was like, oh, really? And I said, reach out. Let's make them a partner because I thought it was such a valuable service. So. How did you guys get started? Like, I mean, obviously, I think it's amazing based on my lens as a, as you know, an owner of a fitness business. But what made you guys um, create this company? And kind of tell me about your thought process around that. Yeah, happy to. Um, so the original inspiration for the idea uh, came from when I was doing medical illustration at Rhode Island Hospital. Uh, I did some medical illustration work as an undergrad, and I was in the ER one day, and I overheard an EMT talk about how difficult it is to do CPR. And that really struck me because EMTs see a lot of cardiac arrests. 80% of cardiac arrests happen out of hospital uh, and they didn't feel comfortable addressing them. So I wondered how, you know, lay people like myself were supposed to address and feel confident addressing emergencies that, that, that they might see in daily life. Um, so I started to explore what cardiac arrest looks like out of hospital, how people train for it and learned that there were just some major gaps in that training that should be addressed. One of the largest ones uh, being that people don't feel comfortable with the hands-on skill because they don't develop that muscle memory. If you take a traditional class, and most people don't take traditional classes, uh, most of the population doesn't, you don't spend a lot of time with the mannequin actually learning. Um, but with our app, you can spend as much time as you want with our 
feedback part, actually practicing compressions using your phone. So you develop that muscle memory. Very cool. Now, who would you say, like, what's your core customer? Maybe Brian, this would be good for you. I know you're, you're marketing. So who's your core customer right now for Resuscitate? So yeah, thanks, Rick. Uh, great question. You know, when we, we stood up this technology and we knew there was a need in the marketplace and we had to say, figure out where was our first place to, to kind of aim and who was the first customer base. And we've, we kind of dialed in really quickly into the fitness industry um, for a couple of reasons. And, you know, one of the main reasons was we saw fitness really embraced innovation. So uh, if you can, as you know, when you go to these, these different uh, industry events, innovation leads. Uh, so we saw that and we said, oh, we have the, one of the most innovative technologies out there. Let's go focus this in the, in the fitness industry um, and let's go win there. Uh, so that's what we did. And uh, the results are pretty good. So to date, we're really excited that we've, we've made a ton of progress and we've recently stood up a B2B um, solution with our technology. And um, yeah, so far, so good. It's been very extremely well received and in, uh, in the fitness industry so far. Yeah, I'm sure that's interesting. So that's where you guys started was in the fitness industry. Exactly. And where we're, we're going to look elsewhere, we're exploring kind of taking it a level up and looking at kinesiology, exercise science. We see a lot of similarities there. We're having conversations with different universities in the kinesiology and exercise science programs, which then leads down into athletic training, coaches, et cetera. So there's a lot of overlaps with regards to those different industries, uh, with re regards to the pain points of logistics, you know, compliance, having your team certified, having your coaches certified, having your trainers certified. It's a lot of the same pain points. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been really well received in that area as well. Awesome. So Brian, you know, I'll ask you a follow-up question on that. So what are, what have been the, the challenges for you guys so far? Like, do you feel like, you know, have you made a deep, a deep enough penetration in fitness? Will you continue to do that before you look at other verticals or will you can start to look at those other verticals while continuing to, to do a deeper dive into the fitness space? The second one. So we've basically started uh, fitness is our beachhead, right? We, we've made some pretty great traction. We're doubling down on some sales and marketing initiatives to scale in fitness, but simultaneously exploring and, and starting to incubate other sectors. So like I, I said before with the, uh, the coaching and athletic uh, training areas. And then also we're looking into the home health area. So personal um, personal care and home health has a very similar model. Um, the players are different, but the model is very similar and the pain points are similar. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're actually starting to kind of make some traction in that space as well. Um, and then, you know, with the, the coaching and fitness, a lot of the, those uh, sectors overlap into education as well. Um, so, when you start talking about coaches, then all of a sudden you start talking with principals. And when you start talking with principals, you start talking to teachers yeah. and then uh, so on and so forth. So we're seeing that there's a lot of overlap within some industries um, and the pain points are similar. So yeah, we're really excited about the, the solution that we could provide and there's nothing else like it. Um, so and it, it's, it's really unique and it's really meaningful. Uh, so yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. So Abby, back to you, you obviously founded the company with an idea what's been um your biggest challenge as you've scaled the company what would you say uh thankfully we've had brian here to address a lot of the challenges that we <laughs> faced but identifying our uh our beachhead market finding fitness um and then 
trying to figure out why fitness responded and then replicate that um, has been one of our biggest challenges. And Brian's been so good at figuring out what pain points we've addressed and what pain points we thought we were addressing, but maybe weren't, um, or, uh, maybe our customers didn't care so much about those pain points that we anticipated would be, uh, meaningful ones. Um, so I identifying what people responded to and then figuring out how to, how to replicate that response in other verticals, um, I think has been our biggest challenge and something Brian's been uh, quite good <laughs> at. Yeah. And that, that's awesome to hear that. Cause it's, you know, there's a great book called rocket fuel and it's basically mm-hmm. you have the idea person and the implementer. Right. And I know obviously to be on the sort of marketing scaling side for you, Brian, you also have to be entrepreneurial in spirit, right. Obviously to get this thing rolling, but you take someone's idea and then you have to make it come to life. So you have to operationalize it, right. You have to like deploy it. You have to market it. Um, that's very difficult to do, but it sounds like a good one-two punch for you guys. So how did you guys, like at what stage, Abby, did you, did you find Brian? Brian, were you in on the ground floor? Like, how did you guys get connected? Um, you know, start with that. Yeah. Brian uh, has been involved with a, an organization in Rhode Island called the New England Medical Innovation Center or NEMIC. Uh, mm-hmm. And Resuscitech received a grant through NEMIC to uh, continue building our product. At the time, we were working on uh, go-to-market efforts and uh, a few, you know, web development things. Uh, and Nemec connected us to connected us to Brian. And we worked on one kind of shorter project from there um, and then realized that Brian's a phenomenal asset to Resustech, really just spectacular. So we kept working yeah. together. That's yeah, awesome. So, yeah, you, it, you mentioned that a few times. I feel similarly, <laughs> by the way. I, I'm I'm more in your in your shoes, Abby. Like you know, the big ideas, but like we have a chief operating officer who makes everything come to life. And I say this ad nauseum, but like if it wasn't for her, nothing would happen, right? It would just be a bunch of ideas from a guy hanging out, you know, talking talking shit, so to speak, <laughs> right? And then nothing would happen. You have to have someone who can take your vision and and uh, and you know, obviously make it come to life. So, Brian. Tell me about that. Like you, you first meet Abby, you hear about the idea, like what perked your interest? Where did you, why did you think it had legs at that time? Well, right off the bat, when I, I knew um, the standard of care out there today was very much an industrial revolution model. And what I mean by that is it's very brick and mortar and it's the, the folks, no offense to the folks that built it, they built it, you know, in a very kind of, 19th and 20th century away. And what I saw what Abby and Greg, the other co-founder who's the CTO, and they're the, they're the real one-two punch. I, I'm just the amplifier of the one-two punch, right? I'm just, I'm just kind of the, the turbo charge. They're the one-two punch. I'm just boosting it. So um, to give full credit. So when I saw what they've developed and I said, this is a 21st century solution. And I'm sure as an entrepreneur yourself, Rick, you say, you hear that saying, find something that sucks and do something about it. Like they did, right? They they found something that was just very industrial revolution designed, kind of stuck in the old way, not scalable, um, very fragmented. And they came at it from a completely different approach and eliminated all the pain points with the old standard of care, the old model. And I love to go after disruptive technologies and spend my time there. I spend my 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 mind share in like where inner innovation kind of comes to life. 
Um, that's where I like to live. Um, so I was parking myself in that innovation center and I saw this, this come down the highway and I was like, oh yeah, this is one of them. This is one of those things that with the right juice can take off. And, uh, you know, my background's in orthopedics, medical device, Johnson and Johnson, spinal implants, right? So I don't, don't have the background of apps, but I have, I, I understand market penetration, market disruption. Uh, I understand that very well. And I said, let me just apply that same methodology, my strategic framework to this business, and then let me help them bring that strategy to action. So um, yeah, it's been a kind of a match made in heaven. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you guys ever heard of, uh, uh, he, he passed a few years ago, but he was a Harvard business professor named Clay Christensen. Have you ever heard that name? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, yeah. he's yeah. the Innovator's Dilemma guy. Yes, right? I was about yep. to say that was his big book. Well, there's, you know, Harvard has a fantastic tech platform where you can take, you can cherry pick really cool Harvard courses online. And I took one of Clay Christensen's courses and it was about the innovative, you know, innovative disruption, I think it was called, right? And you reminded me of that, Brian, with that. Yeah. But one of the exercises in the, uh, in the course was something called jobs to be done. It's very mm-hmm. similar to what you guys are speaking about. And it reminded me of that as you were saying like, hey, what is the job of this product, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that he describes it is like people don't buy products for the product. They hire a product to do a job, right? right. And you have to first identify what that job is. So Abby, you made me think of this when you were saying like, I thought people wanted this, but what we really wanted to speak to was this, right? So the consumer tells you what the job of your product is. And in that, in that story, he talks about milkshakes. And his firm was hired to go in and goose up the sales of, of uh, Burger King milkshakes. And they took all the consumer feedback. You know, They made them chunkier, thicker, chocolatey, or whatever those things were. It didn't move sales at all. So he put a physical team in a store and they watched people come in and out. You know, what are they buying? When are they buying it? Turns out that over 50% of people were buying milkshakes before 8 a.m., which I thought was crazy. Well, to America, right? So I'm like, <laughs> okay, interesting. And so they went back to the store and they said they would, in his words, they would confront these people, milkshake in hand, and say, pardon me, what job did you hire this milkshake to do? Which is an interesting question to someone at eight in the morning. And, um, you know, then they would reframe it and say, okay, before you hired a milkshake, what other product did you hire to do this job? And he went on to say that they all had one thing in common, which is they all had a long, boring commute to work. And they wanted something that they could put in that cup holder that would last. The average commute was about 20 minutes. And the milkshake was just perfect amount of, you know, viscosity, you know, to suck it up through the straw. And they weren't looking for something healthy. It was like, what's going to sit in my stomach and last until lunch? And it's going to be convenient. And then he says, well, you know, one time I hired a banana, but take my advice. Never hire bananas. You're either sticky. You got the peel, right? And he's like, if you don't tell my wife, I hired donuts last week, but I felt so guilty, you know, I'll never hire donuts again. And, and he goes on to say, like, you know, once you look at your product that way, it becomes obvious then how to market it because you're not just in competition with other milkshakes. You're also in competition with bagels, coffee, you know, donuts, Foodies. whatever those other yeah. things are. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds like you guys have already done that. I find mm-hmm. that really you know, intriguing. And that just shows you how advanced you guys are in the way that you think. But you know, what are your thoughts on that, Abby? I know that you probably like, what did you first think that your product was doing? And what did maybe Brian and the process itself prove to you that it's really doing or what people really want to buy from you? Yeah. 
Um, one thing that I thought would be really important to people, um, which is something that that is important to people, but it's not the most important thing. And it's certainly not uh, my largest talking point anymore when talking about the product is um, the actual maybe didactic education piece. I used to spend a lot of time um, pitching how we made the education gamified. It's still a talking point, but again, not something I spend as much time talking about. And it was something that I mentioned a lot in sales and partnership pitches um, and would actually take people through a a larger part of the course. Um, And then one of our great aha moments was when Brian came in and said, we should make a a short demo. It was one of the first large suggestions that we implemented as we made this like much smaller demo that didn't have any of that didactic learning component in it anymore. And it brought people straight to you know, the secret sauce of the product. It brought people straight to that actual hands-on feedback part um, so that we demoed that. Um, and it was a it was an aha moment for, for us as a team. Um, and now I just say a quick couple of words about the gamified education and how it makes people engaged with the content. And then I skip right to the demo. Um, and that's right. all, all things for Ryan. Isn't that great? It's always a humbling uh, experience to, as the founder, you think, you think your product or service does this, the consumer tells you it does something else and you have to quickly be like, oh, okay, right? You have to let go of your ego a little bit because probably your background and your analytical mind and the way you think is like, no, no, this is the real good stuff, right? And you got Brian comes in and is like, yeah, yeah, forget about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. <laughs> Just show them the sizzle, right? Whatever that is. So Brian, speak to that. How did you, how did you uh, put that set of lenses on the business? Yeah, so I, I, I looked at the customer journey and I said, you know, we need to get them to this. This is the most impactful piece. We have to get the customer there as fast as possible. So everything we should we should do it should be a fast forward to get them to where we need to get them. Um, and not just from a demo perspective, but then when we actually go live with the technology. So every piece has to be seamless and frictionless and easy. Otherwise, if any kind of friction we put in there is an opportunity for that person to just fail. So that's what I focused more on was not necessarily making the the amazing kind of hands-on piece better or making the gamification better because I thought those were already incredible. What I focused on was everything outside of that. So leading up to that so that the customers teed up and ready and excited and then that anything after that so that the, they get the certification automatically. We have a dashboard. Everything's just seamless and frictionless. So um, because, you know, I know how hard it is. This is a paradigm shift, right? So there's folks are, are very used to a very s- specific model. And when you shift modalities, if there's any friction in that, that's an opportunity to just lose them, right? So, so that was one thing that I focused on. And then number two was really about targeting. And we really tested and validated a bunch of different targets, even in fitness. So we, we segmented the fitness industry into multiple kind of uh, profiles as well, because we, we started to engage and, and test our value proposition and certain folks leaned in right away and it was just obvious. And certain folks said, I love it, but I'm not ready yet. And we started to then peel back the layers of the onion and realize what made people hesitant versus what made people lean in. And all right, now let's profile that. Let's create that persona. Let's Let's identify if there's enough of them in the market, and then let's focus on that and scale um, and build build a plan around them. So that's what I really kind of helped hone in on. Um, 
was that targeting piece and then making sure that that customer journey is as seamless as possible so that the technology that Abby and Greg developed, we could actually deliver the value that, that, it, that it does create in, in, a, in a seamless way. Yeah, and that's that's so important. I you know, I hear so many parallels. It's so fun to talk to entrepreneurs and certainly someone who created something that's, you know, innovative and then, you know, someone who looks at the market and brings it to life and I think we spend an inordinate amount of time on that. But I think a good parallel for our business you guys would be like, you know, we have these very scientific processes for getting people to the door to the right level of workout and we measure movement and algorithms and all these cool things that are going on, you know, behind the scenes that are very important to putting out what comes out to just be a fun, entertaining workout, but it's very appropriate. It's personal training, right? At the end of the day. But I think more important than that, and the hardest thing is to put things around it, to package it in a way that the customer experience from the time they see even a digital ad, you know, our average stay for customers three years. So from the time they see a digital ad till three years later, like how can we bring down all friction keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. And that is really hard. And I think we put as probably more time and energy into that as we do into the actual thing that we do. Right. So it sounds like in this case, you know, Abby, you create like the perfect machine. Right. And then Brian puts the stuff around it, right. To create that seamless customer experience. And it really takes both. I can't even say that that one's more or less important than the other. They're equally as important, but that word friction is something we often use in our meetings where like, how can we bring down friction? Whether it's, you know, again, our fifth core values, keep it simple. And that's really, that's what that means. It's like, all right, if it's not dead simple, it won't scale. People won't understand it. And if it's too difficult, it doesn't take long to just, to people just to turn the other way, especially opening a brick and mortar business. There's 5 million things to do. And to be honest, you're doing a really good job of that, you guys, because that's one reason we chose you guys as a vendor for Alloy. I'm like, wow. Here is yet another thing that fits our core values, right? That aligns perfectly with the way that we think that we can plug in that will be an amazing asset and service for our franchisees. So I would say props to you guys on that. That's difficult to do. So it sounds like you're doing a good job. So Abby, what's uh, what's next for you guys? Obviously, you're looking at some different verticals. Um, on the product development side, is there is there anything coming down the pipe or is or is it pretty much a fully baked cake that uh, we're just going to let Brian go out and spread the the good word to the world. Yeah, we have some exciting uh, product development things coming down the pipeline. Um, Anything that you can uh, discuss? Oh, yeah. Um, In just a couple weeks, we should have a uh, a fun UI update as well as uh, updated videos. Um, So all of our our videos and a lot of the screens of the app are getting a facelift, um, which I think uh, a lot of people will enjoy it. I think it'll make the experience both more aesthetically pleasing and I think it'll make it feel more seamless. Um, and then we will be in the next few months, I can't put a hard date on it yet, but in the next maybe three to six months, uh, we'll be releasing a full first aid course. So right now we have CPR, AED, and basic first aid, and we'll be launching full comprehensive first aid. Now, will that apply to the same, like I'm in a fitness center. Do I need do my coaches need first aid training? Not typically. Not typically. Okay. Um, the requirement is CPR, AED, and basic first aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, full first aid is there if you want to be extra safe. Um, and it's a good idea to have someone and at least one person in any given uh, fitness environment, fitness center, fully right. first aid trained. But it's not a requirement for everyone. The CPR, AED, and the basic first aid is the most important thing. 
Awesome. And, and Brian, what about you? Like customer experience wise, I know obviously you've already mentioned looking at other verticals, like what's next on the horizon for you? Yep. So driving, uh, driving into those other verticals is definitely an area that I'm going to put, put a lot of my time and effort into, uh, building partnerships and kind of alliances and, and strategic partnerships with other like-minded, uh, you know, industry partners and advocates. So engaging there, we'll be down at Ursa at the end of June. So if anyone's awesome. down there, please come and say hi, find, find us. Uh, we'd love to talk. We'd love to get any feedback too. If there's anyone that has uh, experience with it, we want to get that feedback. Um, so yeah, getting continuing to kind of engage the community and engage the stakeholders in fitness and then also outside of uh, some other areas. And then we're expanding our sales and marketing. Um, resources, both human capital and, and some other investments uh, from a uh, sales and marketing perspective. So there's going to definitely be some some bigger um, investments there and building out the team. Um, and then, yeah, as we, as we, you know, you look at growing a business, right? It can happen through sales, marketing, and product development. And we're, we're turning all of those on, turning all those spigots on now that we're in the market and you know, showing some, some pretty decent growth and penetration. Now let's turn on all three of those and uh, go, kind of go deeper and then go wider. So yeah, we're really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. The um, this is just coming from my lack of experience um, and how excited I was when I heard about you guys. Without naming them, do you have any direct competitors, or are you guys first to market in this digital space for this particular service? So we are the only. <laughs> I want to make this clear. We are the only ones. Well, that's I mean, true. I, we so we are the only CPR certification that has anytime, anywhere, all from your smartphone with hands-on chest compression. So can are there competitors out there that could maybe cobble together different? Yeah, yes. And the industrial kind of model, yes, th those, those are there. Um, but I think, you know, when you look at who's our real competition, it's, it's, other, it's other digital companies that you have to, you know, Rick, when you have to make a decision on who, you, who are you using and who are you, who are you bringing in from a, an education or just credentialing and the compliance perspective, that's our real competition, right? Because um, you're looking to scale and centralize your backend operations. That's our competition, right? And it's, do you decide to do it with CPR um, or somewhere else or a combination of two? I feel like with us though, because we're not a, a $5,000 or $10,000 piece of equipment, you can kind of bring us in with a very little lift, very small lift, but solve a pretty big problem. Uh, yeah, I don't, back I mean, honestly, this is just speaking from, I'm your customer, right? Mm -hmm. I have no idea why everyone wouldn't do this. And I, and I don't even mean that, like, I'm mm -hmm. not saying that self-serving, you know, in a self-serving way, because you guys are on this call. Like when I heard about it, I remember asking, hold on, you do the whole thing online, like all of it. And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, it's credentialed. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it counts. Like it's good. Yes. That's all I needed to hear, honestly. And I know that probably hurts you, Abby, because you're like, no, 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 it's so cool. Like, listen to all the things we have. I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. I hated it when I took it live. I don't like it now. I have to send all my coaches to do it. Everybody needs it. If there's a friction-free way to do this on a smartphone, and it's as good, if not better, because it's going to be done, right? And I can revisit it whenever I need to know it, sign me up. So anybody that's listening that that's in the fitness space that follows us, I mean, you know that we're always looking for you know, what's next? We have this technique we call bullets before cannonballs where, you know, your attention and your budget or whatever, it's like a finite amount of gunpowder, right? 
And so you can't just like go willy nilly driving in every idea, but we're constantly putting a little bit of our gunpowder in a rifle and firing it out there and trying to find our range. And when we do, we'll pour the rest of the gunpowder in and shoot that cannonball, right? And knock that other ship down. And I think, you know, bullets before cannonballs is kind of how we found you guys. It's like, well, this is a lot, you know, a clunky, like time consuming, like ridiculous experience that everyone has to have. And so it was a real like breath of fresh air, like an aha moment. Um, and you guys should probably know that. Um, it's huge props to you guys, Abby, for you for coming up with it, Brian, for having the, you know, the marketing prowess and the understanding of how to scale up, you know, a service or a product. Um, and get it into market. So look, I'm a fan, obviously. Um, anybody that's listening, where um, where can they find you guys? So they can go to our website. It's uh, r-e-s-u-s-c-i-t-e-c-h.io. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. You guys, I'll put a link awesome. to, the, to the website. That's perfect. Thank you. And then we're also on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and Twitter. You can find us there. Um, for anybody who works for Alloy, we're in your handbook and your vendor list. Um, That's right. Yeah, anybody listening to this is Alloy. Like, a, you have to have it. Like, your your coaches have to be CPR certified, right? Um, and if you have an AD in there, they got to be certified on that. Here's one way to knock them both down. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. It's an amazing friction free process. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you have to do it. And so we're really thankful to have you guys. Yeah, we have a discount for Alloy uh, members as well. So I'm sure they can get that through you, through you as well, Rick. Yeah, I think that's listed. It might be on the link or what have you. We, I'm probably the worst person to talk about that stuff with, Brian. <laughs> but really, <laughs> I mean, like, if... Because uh, I'll get off the call and I'll like, we have that, right? And somebody <laughs> like more in the know will be like, I told you that. I'm like, right, got it. <laughs> yeah, so all your Alloy, Team Alloy has has an access to it, to discounts. And then... Um, you know, for anyone that, that wants to just go ahead and download it, um, you can download it on the Apple Store and Google Play. So you can also go there and just type in Recessitech or Smart. The app's called Smart Certification. So if you type in Smart Certification on your um, through the Apple Store and then just download it, um, anybody can do it, right? So the the other thing I'll just kind of mention, if if the folks that are listening on on the podcast, if they have friends or family that thinks, hey, you know what, I I, I should probably get CPR certified. Maybe I have a a family member that, you know, I, I have to take care of, or I have someone that, that might, you know, be at risk. Um, you can actually download the app and go through the entire training for free and do the whole hands-on component and the muscle memory component for free. Only the certification costs money. Right? Wow. So yeah. that's the other part of the, the, what I think what Abby and Greg did. That's so special that they fully, it's fully democratized, which means anyone with a smartphone can download it and get the skill, which is the most important part for free. Only the certification costs anything. So for those of you that have friends and family out there, if you're coaches, if you know, if you're little league coaches and things like that, it's just great to have it, right? Because we know those things happen and you never know when they're going to happen. So it doesn't hurt to be prepared. So that's just another nice little side note about the technology that I think was really smart and, and thoughtful that what Abby and Greg did about you know, that, that development. Yeah, that's amazing. So props to you guys, man, what a cool company. I'm so, I'm so thankful that we're working with you guys. And of course I didn't know as much about you as I probably should until this call, but I love you even more now than I did before. So (laughs) 
Props to you guys. Well, listen, I appreciate you guys being on. Thanks for sharing your story, Abby, your entrepreneurial story as well. And Ryan, how, you know, I love the, the ideas on scaling. I think we spend, a, like I mentioned, an inordinate amount of time on that as well. So I certainly understand where you guys are. Well, listen, I'm a fan. Um, I'm hoping a lot of people listen to the podcast and, uh, and adopt the program. It's amazing. So props to you guys for creating something. It's a great service, certainly to our industry, which is, I've only done this for the last 30 years. So anything that adds value to this industry, I'm thankful for. So I'll say props to you guys. And uh, look, we look forward to a long and fruitful relationship with you guys. We really do. So do we. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.